Check out the complete IT asset management, classroom instruction, and safeguarding solution from Net Support. Hi, this is Adama. You are listening to the one and only Net Support Radio. Hi, I'm Ed Sheeran. And good morning and welcome to Net Support Radio. Um, really, really excited today we're to introduce Ben Whitaker, a man I would normally introduce as someone who's all things EdTech. <laughs> good morning to you, sir. Morning, Al. Um, pleasure to have you on Net Support Radio. And other than the fact it's always good to catch up and have a chat with you, we've got you on this morning for Net Support Radio for a very particular topic, uh, which kind of leads into the research work you've been doing over... Is it fair to say many, many months, Ben? It's been, <laughs> yeah, it's been quite, quite an yeah. extensive project, really looking at the question about how we convince gatekeepers in schools that we need to invest in technology. Um, so I thought a good starter for 10 for you, sir, is really just to kind of set the context of, of how that question arised and who you've been out speaking to to collect your thoughts and findings. Um, so the kind of the question arose really in the sense that um, I do I'm, I'm really fortunate I get to listen to and speak with uh, a lot of schools a lot of colleges um, and with a lot of teachers primarily who um, have got great ideas about technology and education and more important than that great ideas about education um, not just the tech bit um, and what was happening was they are kind of coming up against similar barriers when they're, when they're uh, trying to implement this in their workplace. So really what we wanted to do was to find out the reasons why um, potentially they weren't getting heard or what the barriers were to people listening. And then how, how could potentially could we get their message out? That's essentially why, why we did what we did. In terms of who we've spoken to, um, we've we've gone. Uh, I've been. I've spoken to hundreds of people, so it's great to be um, connected with the guys at A and M E, Rick Carroll and the team there. So I spoke to a lot of network managers, um, particularly some of the, some of the the big ones. Dave Leonard at Matthew Moss uh, has been super super helpful in uh, helping to formulate a lot of these ideas. But um, a number of schools, colleges, um, edtech pr- uh, practitioners, some of the uh, some of the big companies are out there as well, and just just trying to, to pull together these ideas. I mean, that we, we're very much aware. Obviously, you've been working um, in parallel with with support from Net Support to do this because we recognise that it's it's a key issue. I think it's also important that. Um, Perhaps when you first use the term gatekeeper, there's a perception that there's some kind of criticism. But actually, some of the, the, the barriers you identified, it's as much about capacity and resource and money as it is not a, 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 an ill intention to not want to give EdTech a chance. Is that a fair assessment? A hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so with that in mind, I suppose the key ones really were... You know, um, I think you formulated a kind of the, your top five ideas about why gatekeepers are, aren't in a position to listen. And, and again, it's not a criticism. It's really an assessment of some of those barriers, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and are you able to share a few of those top ones for us? Yeah, of course I will. Um, I think the, the biggest reason um, that I've found, or, or certainly up there in, in, I don't want to say rank them in order. One of them is around financial planning or a lack thereof. And I don't think that is necessarily a criticism of um, 
of the 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 people that make the financial decisions or the people that are budget holders uh, and in that sense they're the gatekeepers of the destiny of technology in in schools but the lack of financial planning one of the things around this idea like i know we talked about net support dna and follow me printing and all that kind of stuff but particularly this idea that um they sold a product uh, often by a um uh, by, by somebody who's not necessarily in education, not not particularly. Um, We've heard it, it before, it, haven't we? These, uh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. solution will guarantee to increase your results and productivity. And <laughs> yeah, when you yeah, look yeah, yeah. for the um, certainly within the classroom, any kind of pedagogical evidence or any proof of impact, um, it becomes a bit more questionable, doesn't it? Sometimes. <laughs> Of course it does, and I think that's that's the benefit of working with p people like yourselves and some of the other companies that seem yeah yeah everybody's bottom line in a business is to is to ensure that we we are financially stable and that we, that we all make money. But that's that's not the only bottom line, particularly for companies like Net Support and, and and others that are out there. But I think from a school point of view, they're making a lot of decisions around finances and and some of the stats in the report talk about how per, per people funding the drop and what that's meaning for financial planning but it's huge, it's making a huge difference but yeah. i think um right up there as well and i think it's worth mentioning here is this idea about the fear of the unknown um and this there's there's this idea that well at some point um these children whatever uh, maybe that's at 11 or at 16 or at 18 these children and young people are going to be sat in an exam room with a pen and a piece of paper um, and so if we go into giving a technology solution to help with the pedagogical ideas or uh, some of the infrastructure and organisation stuff, the, the, the comeback is always, um, yeah, but they're going to be sat an exam with a pen and a piece of paper soon. So that that then becomes fearful and it's an unknown. Uh, and, and, and the whole nature of this, this predicting the future, I don't know that we call ourselves the edgy futurists, um, predicting the future is a, is a really futile idea. There's so many people that have tried to predict um, so many things have got it wrong. So I think uh, th there are some of the reasons, I think, why, why gatekeepers don't listen. And I, I'm certainly reading the, your report. I mean, some of the areas that really resonated with me is uh, we, we absolutely see from a school leadership perspective um, the challenges in terms of finance and planning and that the current funding formula, the current question marks, whether a school was you know, working in education or a business, those same challenges exist in terms of if you don't know where your money's coming from year after year, you become much more cautious about risk and investment, which doesn't help yeah. in terms of spreading the message. Um, and I think those kind of things that you, you picked up on really resonate. Um, it's, it's probably quite a good moment and juncture. Um, Mark Anderson, the ICT evangelist, and I have been working the last few months um, on, a, on a piece that we're going to be um, showcasing in this month, and we're, we're launching a, a digital strategy guide for schools. And, and lots of these things interweave because much in the same way as Ofsted are, are driving the, uh, you know, the, the intent as that starting point and then the implementation and then the impact, the same applies, those same rules or questions can apply with EdTech, which is it's about evidencing impact at the end, isn't it? But I know the job security bit you mentioned about you know not people not wanting to take that risk, but I do think there's an element of we've seen now in education. If you keep doing the same things, you're you're kind of guaranteed to to get the same outcomes. And and ed tech, I don't know whether predicting the future in terms of how exams are going to be taken right now matters that much. I don't know how you feel, Ben, because this is about tools to develop and improve the learning experience. How that knowledge is then communicated back from the student in an exam condition is almost another conversation. Is that fair? 
Absolutely, you know, it's like we're on, we're hundred percent on the same page here because the exam is is always set to be a, a measurement, a, a key point in time to say this is what a student knows. How that how that is addressed do, is. I mean, written, secondary. oral, digital, mind meld, whatever the future holds, it's kind of second to how do we give people the best opportunity to learn and enjoy yeah. learning and acquire information. And yeah. it's that it's that concept as well around um, what do we do, what do we teach for? We don't teach to pass exams, do we? And that's that's no. that's, that's that's absolutely fundamentally part of what um, what I believe, and I think. I think the same for, for you guys too there is that we, we're preparing students for a future workforce um, and uh, life and uh, enjoying and engaging whilst they're doing it. So um, exams are, uh, and I don't want to use the phrase necessary evil, but they have just done on radio. So uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're probably on the same point on that topic as well. You know, yeah. but I think I mean, one thing I will say, which which is why I think, you know, it's fantastic working with you because we do resonate on, on a lot of the same causes. There's often that assumption that the, the vendors working in education, the focus is about the bottom line. But actually the good ones, the one involved in industry, are actually focused on longevity. Because no business, if you focus purely on how much money you can make from a product this year, will be sustainable in education. The money isn't there, and the truth is everything, like, just like education, is about evolution, isn't it? It's about products responding to the need now, and the needs in education keep changing. So it's very much about that kind of long-term journey and that partnership that's what defines, I think, the successful companies. Yeah. Now, as an outcome, you kind of came up within your report, and I don't want to share all of the information because I want people to um, come along to our website, download and, and have a read, as well as hopefully pick up copies of that at uh, future events. Certainly, at BET, we'll be making copies available. So um, a couple of highlights, perhaps, on your top tips for best ways to convince gatekeepers. Um, I think the to, to kind of talk about the financial planning element. I think the key one is about thinking long term. Uh, you've mentioned that, um, and and absolutely, if we don't if we don't um, think about the return on investment, not just financial investment or the financial return, but the return on investment in one year, three year, five years time, I think is is, is important. Also, like looking around in terms of thinking long term sometimes buying a device or a set of devices or a one to one device system uh, across a school or a college is a, is a is a great idea it's lovely but actually if you haven't got the infrastructure to support that uh, then that's a really uh, it's not a great idea uh, because you might have these then what I've I talk in the report about expensive paperweights they become just a digital textbook um, or a, um, a a digital notebook which is that's not necessarily the, the way to go. I think also uh, much many of the uh, great companies, including I know I'm on NetSupport Radio, but including on NetSupport DNA, give you opportunities to try before you buy. And I think those trials and measuring of impacts in those trials, getting a, a key group of people working together um, on a trial basis, putting together a story of impact, um, some of the ones that I talk about in the in the in the report um, that you've that you've not bought into something and then you can't get out of it without talking to the people on the ground that are using it um i think it's i think it's worth mentioning there that a lot of decisions about tech in schools are um are made away from um a conversation with the teachers or the or the end users uh, even the students and i think 
we need to reverse that a little bit more that so that the the teachers and the and the learners are absolutely uh, i've said absolutely a few times but maybe it's because i'm passionate about it um that they are ab, ab, <laughs> absolutely again, absolutely maybe. <laughs> uh, the top the, the, the top priority i couldn't agree more and it's and it's lovely really given the number of people you've spoken to and, and the breadth of this report that we're really validating a lot of things that many of us have been saying which is you know those decisions have to come at the heart from the users and um we've certainly seen in terms of digital strategy and sustainability that sometimes to get where you need to go, there's lots of steps along the way, but you can't make the right step one and step two unless you've got a sense of what the final steps are and where you're heading. And that's been one of the challenges in schools is not necessarily having that longer-term vision of, of where you want to end up. Um, I think it's a fantastic report, and I, and I really, really appreciate all the, the effort you've put into it. Um, you know, From your point of view, has it left you feeling uplifted and enthused? It, no, it has, and I, I echo that. I'm very, very grateful for um, being partner with you on this and, and, and trying to... And the contacts that we put in place there, it's, it's, give, it's given me a, a real impetus to say, actually, this is not um, an immovable object. The, these, these are human beings who have all got the same the same focus which is the education of our learners so whoever's in front of us whether that's a member of a, a, a chairman of a board or a teacher or a, a parent ultimately what we're trying to do is um is get the best for our learners so it's given me an impetus to try and do that a little bit more i i and i echo that i think it's really positive and Sometimes we forget in education, everyone's got different hats and different roles, but we're all there for the same reason and we're all pushing in the same direction. And, and the sooner we figure working together is the most effective way, the better really, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Sir, you are a star. Thank you very much for joining us on NetSport Radio today. And um, for those listening, you'll be able to um, visit us at www.netsportsoftware.com and you'll see very shortly a promotion for the, um, Ben's fantastic work and research. Thank you all and look forward to speaking to you all again soon. Thank you and goodbye. You are listening to the one and only Net Support Radio. 